0: Hello and welcome to the 19.5 Minutes of Heaven we call the D1 Baseball College World Series preview and pick show. I am your host, Michael Patrick Rooney. Our postseason show is brought to us by our good friends at Wilson, the Omaha Experience over in the Baseball Village. If you're here in person, you've got limited edition products from Evo Shield, D Marini, Louisville Slugger, and Wilson. You can shop for bats and gloves and gear. Again, that's at the Omaha Experience, which is in the Baseball Village here. Um, at the College World Series. Now, if you're not here, you can go online at evoshield.com forward slash Omaha, all tournament long, to do the same things. Again, if you're here, you've got to get over to the uh, the Wilson area called the Omaha Experience. The swag, the gear, Kendall's got that great hat on. We saw Stitch and Jake, or uh, not Stitch, but uh, Stephen Schock and Jake Mintz got really cool gloves. Um, really, really appreciate the partnership with Wilson. Speaking of Stitch... That That is, I mean, the, what else do you want, people? What, what, we, America, you have asked for Stitch and we have delivered. We've got yeah. Stitch, we've got Kendall, we've got Joe, we've got Fitty Barrels, but but Stitch with his Big 8 t-shirt, thank you. Thank you for being here, yeah. Stitch. By, by the way,
1: Aaron and Stitch have not gotten their swag bags so both of those guys need to get over to Wilson today and get mm. that. Okay,
2: sounds good. Like I was just glad to get out of county lockup for a day to be able to do this. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do it again. I might have to go back in. It, it's I have to monitor myself with my probation officer. But thank you guys. Oh, yeah, that's great.
1: How is the jail in Douglas
2: County? The food's terrible, but uh, <laughs> if, you, if you like if you like noise, it's great. Works well.
0: Oh, that's great. Speaking of jail, I want you guys to know that I've I've officially. Um, authorized an investigation you know you guys saw on twitter the fabulous rune dogs headquarters had to (laughs) issue a statement our picks have been hacked again just just shameful fitzy i mean just you know these these internet pirates going in there and forcing these losses on the fabulous rune dogs and hurting our brand it's just criminal
3: they're out of control rooms they're out of control they're they're trying to make you look like an idiot so that they can then rub it in your face with their taunts and their (laughs) smugness you know what you just have to wear it i don't know what else to tell you
0: yeah their smugness they they should be incarcerated with stitch for their smugness is what i think so (laughs) all right boys let's get into this these these shows are, are are keeping it tight hey let's let's do something before we talk about today's games so Two seasons ended yesterday. Oral Roberts and then Tennessee. I I, I'll I'll give a couple comments, and then we can go. You know, just you guys go wherever you want with it. Oral Roberts, just a really cool season, right? Like they, you know, we always like Oral Roberts in the postseason, but we never picked them to go to Omaha. And you know, fifty plus wins. They're the third number four seed in history in this new format to get to the College World Series they were really just a fun team elite defensively great bullpen uh older group and then you know for tennessee you know this is three straight years of omaha caliber chance to win the national title type of teams and i I just want to like for 15 years tennessee you know these are these are accomplished coaches like dave serrano and you know uh eric thomas and you know our, our 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 good friend uh slim you know like these guys are like great baseball people and for whatever reason the school was just not it was not clicking for them in baseball and now I I just what what I want to say about Tony Vitello is we've always known he's a great recruiter I just think his awareness of what winning college baseball looks like is very high level that's the part that I didn't know about Tony Vitello like listening to him in the presser yesterday he's Mm -hmm. he's really sharp regarding, hey, like, this is what it needs to look like if you're going to play for the whole thing. And I, I don't anticipate them going anywhere. So, you know, Tennessee and, and Oral Roberts' season ends, but uh, yeah, two really good clubs, clearly.
1: Yeah, I thought what was really interesting, Runes was, you know, Tony Vitello's post-game presser. Not only was he pretty eloquent, but I think if you look at just his his demeanor, the, the things he was saying, uh, I think more than ever after last year, I think he was really happy just to get here. I think he felt like getting here was an accomplishment with this team, especially with all the peaks and valleys they had throughout the year and the way last season ended. But uh, I think he was just really happy to get here. And certainly, you know, th- this program is in good shape moving forward. I mean, you have Drew Beam back, Chase Burns. Obviously, there's murmurs out there that he may go in the portal. But I think, you know, he's one of those guys that if you're Tennessee, you're going to make sure you keep. Uh, those two guys are pretty good place to start for next year. So I actually thought with with how hot and cold they were this year, he actually did a pretty good job to get this team to to Omaha because they did not have an easy path during the postseason.
4: Mm, Sure didn't. I think with with or pardon me. I think with Or Roberts getting here, I I think it kind of mitigates some fears that, that I think we all shared at some point over the last few years that maybe the days of a team from outside of the traditional power structure could get here and play well. There were some, you know, years when what passed for a, a an underdog story was Washington, right? A Pac-12 mm-hmm. team or, you know, Virginia, because they just got off to a slow start and they had a nice run in the second half. And those really aren't underdog stories in the grand scheme of things. And so poor Roberts doing what they did, I think, is maybe reignited hope that this is something that will continue. Because I think that as much as we love to see these juggernaut clubs come here and see the, the flashy talent and, and, all, and all of that, there is something special about the college world series and that there is a long and illustrious history of programs like that, getting, getting to the stage. So I I think
0: that, that is good news for the sport just generally. Well said, well said. All right, boys, Uh, by the way, slim is Larry Simcox. I, we all call him uh, slim, but Larry Simcox, one of, one of the all time greats, favorite people. Um, Let's do some picks. The, uh, Yeah, it is. To to put a bow on your point, Joe, like the SEC's dominance of our sport, it can it can be um, suffocating, you know, like it's really it's it's uh, those. I I look at I I stood next to the dugout yesterday for LSU and um, their their players look so comfortable in this environment, like playing in front of twenty five thousand people to them. I know it's unusual, but I don't know. It's 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 really the, the SEC is what they've done in baseball is, is staggering in a good way. And, you know, it, it affects the rest of the sport. So very interesting. Um, All
2: right. right. Let me make, let me make two points about what you guys just talked about. First off, is is can you? I'm kind of going back a little bit. Can you imagine the the interview that Tony Vitello had with Tennessee that day? Can you imagine him being interviewed for the job? Okay, if you guys want a winning baseball program, um, you're gonna have to do this, this, and this, and and bring me along. If you don't, okay, I'll go ahead and walk and bring, bring somebody else to the College World Series. That, and uh, I, I imagine it was probably a little intimidating. And secondly, I love Or Robert's story. The thing I love about it is. They were like – I think their RPI was in the 50s, lower 60s or something. So if they slipped up in the in the Summit League tournament, they wouldn't yeah. have been here. I'd still love – I would still love to have to see the NCAA Selection Committee emphasize conference champions a little bit more because that was a great team to have in here in Omaha, a great team to, to watch and follow. And, you know, a team that you're just talking about attendance, they probably played a bunch of games in front of about 200 people at most. And here they were playing just solid baseball in front of 24,000. So – Bully for those guys! I really loved watching or or you play here this year.
0: Well said,
1: uh, Rids. ruins One quick thing. It's kind of interesting just to kind of put a bow on or you real quick. Uh, one of the things we kind of talked about after the uh, after the selection show whatnot is that we were going to kind of brainstorm the six four three charts and come up with this new formula, right? Like, hey, everybody's talking about the RPI. We need to change the RPI. Well, let's actually dive into it and find like a. Uh, you know, what we consider like a perfect formula. And it's kind of interesting. Uh, the 6 Force 3 guys came up with a formula and they're going to kind of run it, run it past us uh, over the next few weeks. But ORU is actually number three in the country in the formula that they had. So I'm very curious to dive into that and see how they got to that conclusion. But it just gives you an idea of how at least some type of formulas in college baseball could lead to ORU actually having a very accurate, you know, ranking um, in terms of the computers.
3: I wonder if, I mean, I think run differential might be part of that. I think they had a really, really good run differential. And I know that a lot of the advanced uh, analytic stuff out there, it's a pretty simple thing that a lot of those things look at. Now, of course, that can, that can be very strongly influenced by the caliber of competition. So I still wonder just how accurate that is. But boy, they, I'll tell you this, throw all that stuff out. They were clearly, <laughs> they clearly belonged here. You know, I mean, they were they yeah. were real, they were legit. And obviously, so was Tennessee and, and uh, hats off to both those teams great runs
0: yep yeah really cool so and those will be fun offseason conversations on hey what do we do with the tournament do we expand do we change the formula i think all that stuff will be fun to unpack in the offseason so all right boys we're down to four teams we got florida we'll take on tcu this afternoon then lsu and wake forest uh this evening uh, fitzy why don't we go in reverse order you kick us off give us a you know either a player or a theme or a thought and then your pick around florida and tcu
3: yeah. This one's interesting for me. Um, you know, you've got, you've got uh, obviously Florida in the catbird seat. They have played very well out here. Um, you got one of the elite talents in college baseball taking them out and Jack Caglione uh, versus, you know, a TCU team that it, it feels like you had to kind of grind out a, a awkward win yesterday in a, in a, Let's just call it what it was. It was a terrible baseball game. Terrible. Uh, just an ugly, you know, garbage baseball game that had no flow. And and that sometimes that's just like another piece of adversity that both teams have to overcome. When a game like that and you're standing around waiting for 20 minutes for these – freaking ridiculous replay reviews with these convoluted explanations and all this nonsense. Uh, and it just, it just, you know, you got box and all kinds of weird stuff happening. And sometimes you just got to like maintain your focus through all that stuff. And it's not easy. And and TCU obviously handled that so much better than ORU did. And, and they just played better. You know, I mean, overall, I loved the way TCU was able to force the action with their running game, um, you know, here and there. And I think that kind of got ORU a little bit uncomfortable at times. Wouldn't be surprised to see them You know, keep that rolling here. Uh, Work some counts. I mean, obviously, the pitching matchup is going to favor Florida on paper, but Jack Caglione is is such an X factor because when he's sharp, um, he's as good as anybody. I mean, I've seen it myself. I was there when he shut down Vanderbilt, and it was awesome. But um, you know, the the track record of throwing strikes is inconsistent, and I I think out here, that's the number one thing you have to do as a as a pitcher. I mean, you know, you saw what. and did yesterday for LSU if you're left to you fills up the zone <clears throat> and just pitches to contact in this park that's usually a recipe for success if you're trying to strike everybody out and you're scattering it um that doesn't always work and so he hadn't pitched in two weeks we don't quite know what we're going to get he could be awesome I'm I'm betting that TCU finds a way and figures him out and I think that they forced another game I'm picking the frogs
0: mm. stitch what say you <laughs>
2: Yeah, look, Aaron kind of covered what I what my thoughts were. I guess I'll kind of concentrate just on on uh, two players in in general. Uh, obviously Caglione's the big one. Um and the reason I was going to say him is because the only time I saw him earlier this year like on TV, god, I don't remember which game it was. I don't know what which one it was, but you know, he might have pitched two or three innings at most. Got lit up really badly. And I know he's a better player than what I saw in that one game, obviously, but I'm really looking to see what he's going to bring to the table today. And and uh, as Aaron pointed out, pitching wise uh, and hitting wise for that matter. And, and on the TCU side, uh, Braden Taylor has, has like when I, when uh, Kendall and I saw him at the big 12 tournament, just lit it up. Great offense, great swing. Uh, just everything you like about this guy, a slick glove at third. He did show some of that too here in Omaha already, but Looking to see if he if he gets off the mat a little bit offensively, and if he does, I like TCU's chances. I kind of like TCU's chances anyway. I'm not sure. I don't. Do you guys know who they're going with pitching wise yet or no?
0: Have not
1: heard. I would think okay. it'd be Cl- I would think it'd be Klecker.
2: Go back to Klecker again. Yeah, freshman kid. Yeah, because
1: he started what Friday. Yeah, I mean he could he yeah. could definitely start again. That's true. He's not <laughs> a he's not a high like impact arm kind of you know guy in terms of stress. Yeah,
2: so I, I I'll pick TCU as well. Um. Just by a whisker, I, I I think I'm just kind of going with my gut a little bit. Um, and and uh, so I'll, I'll take them to uh, advance it
4: to another game tomorrow.
0: Love it. Joseph?
4: I'm going to be interested to see how TCU uses Ben Abelt. We're going to see him in this game. I just about guarantee you, unless something really wonky happens. And how much do they push the gas pedal down with him? You know, does does – are they careful with it? Do they just kind of use him in his traditional role, just a couple of innings, you know, what, twenty-five to forty pitches, something like that, or do we see him do the thing that we see here periodically, where it's a reliever that just they say, hey, this is your game, go, go, give us what everything you got, empty the tank. I think both of those things are on the table. I do think we will see a little bit of rust from from Caglione, perhaps. I but I think what we saw at the end of the season with him was real. So I think he will work through that. I'm not sure TCU has enough there. I'm picking Florida.
0: Kay Rizzle. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I'm going Florida too. So here's the thing about Florida that's really interesting. I feel like in this format when you, you know, you're you're in the driver's seat, uh, you only have to win one game. I think when you get down, I think the teams that struggle in these kind of games, these first games here are teams that maybe only have a couple of bullpen options. And so if the starter gets in trouble early, Then they're like, you know, they're almost like, hey, let's just focus on tomorrow at this point. Like, we're not going to burn all of our arms. Well, Florida doesn't – that doesn't really matter to Florida, right? So, if you're Florida, if Jack Caglione only gives you four or five, uh, you've got four or five really good bullpen options. So, you can throw a couple of those guys out of the bullpen. And if you're Florida, like, that doesn't really hurt you because you've already – you know, you've got, you know, Brandon Brandon Neely or Kate Fisher left for tomorrow. So, I just think Florida is one of those teams with that deep bullpen – a little bit like Wake, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I feel like both of those teams are, are just so loaded in the bullpen. I don't think, you know, if Jack Caglino struggles, like I don't know if it matters that much to him because they're so deep back there. So uh, I like Florida to close this thing out today.
0: Yeah, I I, I think I'm going to pick Florida also, um, you know, uh, assuming my picks don't get hacked again for, for Pete's sake. But, uh, the, you know, like I, I just think TCU's the hot team. Where they, they get windows to go win games and they they capitalize every time. That's what a hot team does. Florida just has a million different windows to win this game. You know they 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 feel like arguably the most viable team left in the tournament. I mean they really feel a little overwhelming to me just as far as the combination of talent and how they're playing. I om- when I when I listen to you guys going through this, I kind of the conclusion I came to is like for TCU to win. Jack Caglione, it's not like, will he struggle? He has to struggle for TCU to win. Like, it's it's like it's like that narrow. Uh, and so, you know, I might be, you know, over-indexing on that. But I'm picking Florida. They just feel so good right now, and, and that's no disrespect to TCU. So, Fitzy, what say you about um, LSU and Wake Forest this evening?
3: Well, oh. I, uh, I went back and forth on this one because I, I do think, I mean, obviously – we all believe LSU is really, really good. They were number one in the country for like the first 13 weeks of the year or some crazy thing for a reason. Um, And they're awesome. (laughs) You know, they're, they're playing really well. And I thought it was a great point that Jay Johnson made yesterday about, you know, Hey, there's kind of this, this rap about our pitching staff. that we don't have a great pitching staff, but I actually think we do have a great, a really good pitching staff and yeah. Okay. You know, they just showed it yesterday. You just, you just shut out, shut out Tennessee, really, really good Tennessee offense, um, you know, without using Paul skis or, you know, Ty Floyd even, I mean, uh, they've, they've got a little bit of depth there, sneaky depth. And so I, you know, if I pick against LSU, they're all going to say, oh, you didn't give LSU a chance. Well, <laughs> uh, guess what? They got a really good chance. They got a really good chance. They're a really good baseball team. And I want to make sure I'm getting that out there. LSU, really good at baseball. <laughs> why, do you, why do you hate the Tigers? Love the Tigers. Tigers. Love <laughs> the Tigers. Love the Tigers. I'm picking Wake Forest because <laughs> they're sitting pretty. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you got Keener. You got Sullivan. Those guys are both awesome. I mean, they're both like potential day one draft picks. Probably not quite that high, but I mean, maybe. I mean, and their results match their talent. They've been awesome. And if either one of them struggles, you know, it's next man up. You you know, they, they haven't used their other key bullpen arms that much. I mean, you've got Roland and you've got, you know, uh, Manasseh and you've, you know, they're all, they're all ready to go. Michael Massey. It's just, it's just too much pitching and, and it feels like Wake has not found a stride yet offensively out here and they're still grinding out ways to win. I'm wondering if this is the day that we get a Tommy Hawk and a, and a Nick Kurtz to kind of get it going a little bit. I think if those, those things happen, then this team's a, di- a little bit of a different team, but right now I'm, I'm just betting on them because of their pitching.
0: Stitch, what say you? Yeah, by the way, this
2: was and – I'm, and I'm glad Wake made it this far. I didn't get a chance to see them play all, at all this year, unfortunately. But, boy, Manassi, watching him on the mound was so much fun. Um, what a weapon he is. Um, I kind of look at this – this is the one kind of X factor I look at. First thing I do when I go to the yard, and I think it's going to be that way again today, I look at the flags. I see how the flags are uh, – which way the wind is blowing mm-hmm. in, as it was yesterday. And you saw a lot of uh, a lot of fly balls for LSU die on the warning trial, except for Cruz. The oppo Taco, but I look at the flags and I think, okay, if they're going to be like that today again, today wind blowing in, this is this is going to be, you know, it's going to be more than just a a, a powerball game. It's going to be more than just you know fence busting out there. So pitching defense obviously going to be te- um, amped up even more. Um, the question is, does LSU have another uh, Ackenhauser uh, out there? Ackenhausen, do I have that right? Ackenhausen right. out there to uh, to make another uh, transform- transformative performance. To make to extend this, uh, I think it kind of goes incongruent to our natural feelings to pick against LSU. It just kind of yep. is, especially in Omaha. It just is. Um, and I hate LSU with all of my heart. I really do. <laughs> I'm, I'm the professional wrestler who is the bad guy. The Iron Even cheek. though I like LSU. Um, I'm picking Wake Forest. I, I'm with Aaron. The pitching is the key thing. Uh, LSU. I don't think they're going to bring skeins back yet. So anything, it, I don't know if they get a transcendent performance two days in a row. I, I'm going with Wake. I wouldn't be shocked to see if LSU has something crazy happen and they do win. But I'm going with Wake.
0: Stitch, I've always felt you're the George the Animal Steel of college baseball. I oh,
2: love it. that. Oh, he was I the best. I just want to see somebody on a pile driver when you say that. Thanks.
0: Thank you. The LSU <laughs>
3: grad with the heel turn. Oh, my
4: goodness. <laughs> love
0: it. Love it. <laughs> I just want the hate mail. Love it. Joseph, what say you?
4: First of all, I see what I see what Aaron is trying to do here, but you know
0: how this works, Aaron.
4: You if you you have two options, you can pick the team and you love that team, and then the other team is you hate that team. That's just the way it works. I'm, yeah, I don't make the
0: rules. It's
4: binary. I'm just letting you know how it works, yes. right? I, it's it's totally a binary, and that changes day to day. You know, you pick the other team the next day, that means you you suddenly hate the team that uh, that you picked the day before. Why is he it's always just, hating
0: teams, Joe? Why? It's just I don't it's just the way it works. This is the way.
4: This Is the way God intended it. I'm a bad uh, guy. I'm a well bad said. guy. <laughs> uh, I, I am picking LSU because my spidey senses are tingling a little. Just that they're there. We, I think we've got like a little bit of a weird one tonight in that game. It's just kind of my feet, and that's based on like just vibes and just this weird feeling I have that the party for LSU is going to continue at least one more day and then. Boys, it really gets interesting that next day, uh, you know, because then then Skeens is it, it, at least theoretically in play, and I have to imagine literally in play. Um, so, you know, th- that that's when that would really get fascinating. But uh, so LSU for, for for my for me for no other reason than I just have
0: a weird feeling about it. Hmm. What- Kendall, what say you? Go ahead, Aaron.
3: What if we get a Skeens louder winner goes to the finals matchup? I don't know if Wake would bring louder back, uh, but anyway, that would be. The two best teams in the country, and the two best pitchers in the country, theoretically going at it in a winner take take all. I mean, that would be awesome.
0: That would
1: be nuts. Um, I am not, well, I am not tingly like Joe, but hmm. uh, I'm going to go with Wake Forest. You know, I picked LSU yesterday for whatever reason. All, uh, you know, every LSU fan, you know, thinks that we all picked against them. I did pick LSU yesterday. I thought that LSU's kind of unorthodox approach against Tennessee's lineup would be successful. It was. Uh, tonight, I just think their their luck runs out. Uh, I just think when you look at, you know, Wake Forest overall, they're just set up, as Aaron pointed out, they're, they're set up beautifully from a pitching standpoint. I haven't felt like they're even close to reaching their potential offensively. Stitch mitch mentioned the flags. The flags are, like, literally barely moving right now. That tends to bode well for offenses. So, uh, I just like Wake. I, I think Wake is is going to play a complete game. I think LSU is going to kind of run out of some bullets on the mound. That doesn't mean this isn't going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a good game. But I just think Wake has way more in the tank pitching-wise right now.
0: So in, in LSU on the mound, we're assuming would be Javen Coleman, Blake Money, Griffin Harry, and Gavin Gidry. That's probably the quartet for tonight. Does that sound – and I guess Cooper's always in play, and maybe Thatcher Hurd could give you – I mean, you start getting to six pitchers. Boy, that feels uncomfortable.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think Thatcher Hurd could come out of the bullpen today if he needs to. I, I yeah. think even after throwing, what, 60 pitches a couple of days ago, uh, I think with your season on the line – he could come out of the bullpen and give you an inning. And, and by the way, the the ghastly gamer in our chat makes a good point about Javin Coleman. You know, Javon Coleman's one of those guys that, you know, before he got hurt, like, LSU was sky high on that dude. Like, he had a, you know, a big-time curveball. You know, he'll get up to 92, 93 with his fastball. So he's ter- certainly one of those guys that could go out there, especially if the wind does kick up and is blowing straight in, could certainly keep Wake's offense off balance. But we'll see if that happens uh, later tonight.
0: Yeah, you know what, boys? I'm going to pick LSU. I think um, my the reason I'm picking LSU is because I feel like they're off neither offense has been like vintage who they've been recently. But it feels like LSU is one step further on the road to recovery. Like I, you know Dylan Cruz really getting going yesterday has my attention. Trey Morgan's swinging it great. Um, I, I I am a little concerned about the Wake Forest offense. Like some of Nick Kurtz's at bats have been not good at all. Um, like almost passive and like his best at bat was a walk, um, you know, kind of a, so I, yeah. I, I, Tommy Hawk has, is really, he's struggled with the conditions. Um, so I, I hate picking against Wake Forest because there's something magical about that team. But I, 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 I'm sure Joe's thoughts there. Like I just, I, I'm, I'm feeling LSU right now. And maybe it's just recency bias because Dylan Cruz really has my attention from yesterday and Trey Morgan is, is playing his brains out, so um, really interested. I mean, again, this matchup, Wake Forest versus LSU, it's good for the enterprise, it's good for the sport. Like this has been really compelling. And if we, to your point a second ago, Fitzy, if we get a game three with these two teams tomorrow night, gosh, that would be awesome. Especially if louder and Skeens through. But um, there you go. Well done, boys. Hey, want to say thanks again to our friends at Wilson um, for sponsoring us during the postseason here. Uh, and we will be back tomorrow to do our picks. Anything else I'm missing, boys? Any I's to dot or T's to cross? I look
3: forward to the LSU Just... fans rubbing it in your face, runes in your face, Joe, because you both picked against them today. We all picked against them because we all hate the Tigers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what about
3: me? You don't want them, no, want them mean, to rub it in my face? You actually picked against the Tigers, so yes. you got
0: to wear it, too. Yeah. Yeah, so great. I love it. By the That's way, Rune,
1: so you, you did you did not mention to click the subscribe button on YouTube. That's very important. Oh,
0: thank you for doing that. Please, yes, please, uh, click the subscribe button on YouTube. That's very helpful. Stitch, thank you for for your presence. The the appearance fee of twenty thousand dollars was, you know, <laughs> I, I thought it. nominal.
2: 20, what is this? My first year doing this? Come on. Come
0: on <laughs> <Liz>. <laughs> Thanks, uh, guys. All the soda you can drink in the press box sticks. It's also <laughs> on the house. So all right, much. boys. Hey, everybody, have a great day and we'll catch you tomorrow.